Gracious God, you chose the Virgin Mary to bear your incarnate word, and at her life's end, you brought her in body and spirit to heavenly glory. Grant that, like Mary, we may hear your word and keep it, and one day share with her the risen life of Christ your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The following passage from the book of Revelation presents an image of the victory of Christ's kingdom over the evil that looks to destroy him. As we listen to this passage, don't be scared, be hopeful. A reading from the book of Revelation. God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. A great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pangs, in the agony of giving birth. Then another portent appeared in heaven, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman who was about to bear a child so that he might devour her child as soon as it was born. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was snatched away and taken to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she was, has a place prepared by God, so that there she can be nourished for 1,260 days. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven proclaiming, now have, I come this, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the passage that follows from his first letter to the Christian community in Corinth, St. Paul declares that Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection to eternal life. We are called to live as part of that harvest. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a man. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ, but each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father. 
after he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. Mary set out and went in haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's Deacon Day, Good Shepherd, you know. <laughs> well, you know, Father Charlie, you're still a deacon also. You, you, so. But welcome, Deacon uh, Dave, to Good Shepherd, and it's good to have you here. I asked him to preach, but he said, that's okay, I can do the gospel. <laughs> you know, several years ago, we had a Franciscan priest here doing a weekly mission for us. And on the night that he was talking to the teenagers, he asked them, what pictures and posters do you have been hanging in your room? Who is important to you in your life? And uh, he asked him at the end, he said, uh, of all those famous people you have hanging in your room, are any of them Jesus? 
Are any of them merry? Who's important in your life? And I googled role models for life, and the results I received were the Dalai Lama, Albert Einstein, Marilyn Monroe, Steve Jobs, Amelia Earhart, Oprah Winfrey, and the list went on. So I ask you, who's the role model in your life? Think about that for a moment. Who's a good influence in your life? Who did you pick to be your role model? All of us want to go to heaven, don't we? So who would be a good role model to help you reach heaven? I think today's Feast of Mary's Assumption is a good reminder for all of us that Mary is that good role model for us. From the early generations of the church, God's holy people have been confident that Mary, the all-holy, is in heaven interceding for us. For centuries, this has been a given part of Christian revelation. Mary, the sinless virgin, the all-pure mother of God, hope of the faithful, lives for us in heaven. However, the formal declaration of the doctrine of the Assumption, the feast we celebrate today, was made as late as 1950 by Pope Pius XII. Pope Pius XII, assisted by the world's bishops, asserted our Christian hope that Mary, our mother, was assumed into heaven. But how did Mary get to that point in her life? I think we need to look at Mary's life before the Assumption. Although conceived without sin, we need to look at the Feast of the Annunciation, when it really started for Mary. Of her own free will, she said to the Archangel Gabriel, let it be done to me according to your word. It started simply with Mary by saying yes to God. Mary's yes is most profound in the way that it changed her life, and it changed our lives too. Because of her yes, she became not only a mother, but the mother of Jesus. An ordinary life was made sacred by the way of an invitation that she affirmed by simply saying yes. Her life was deepened, but the shape of it remained mostly the same. Like any mother of the time, she was still needed by her infant in the middle of the night. She chased her toddler with the hopes of a nap soon to come, and she turned her life toward her child's. The difference from other mothers is that her attention turned toward the child who was Jesus. When Mary said yes, she welcomed God into the content of her already given ordinary life. A Jewish girl we call Mary made history on that day when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and she said, let it be done to me according to your word. Nothing after that has ever been quite the same. And so here we are 20 centuries later, and when we are being asked by the same question by God, what will our answer be? Can I answer God's call like Mary did? Think of what Mary's yes means for us. Because of her yes, 
she opened the door for Jesus to come to earth and to open the doors of heaven for us. And it all began with that one yes. So how can we be more like Mary? What is God asking of us? I do think Mary is our role model here. Her life, in fact, gives us a pattern of how we should live ours. And the pattern is this, to ask and then to act. In our gospel, when Mary hears that Elizabeth is pregnant, she does not get bound up in her own concerns and affairs, but rather she asks, what does my cousin Elizabeth need? And when the answer comes that a visit would be appropriate, Mary acts. She runs in haste to the hill country to pay a visit to her cousin Elizabeth. You and I, we're called to repeat Mary's pattern of asking and acting. You know, sometimes asking is not easy because in order to ask the question what the other person might need, we have to move beyond our own preoccupations and our schedules and then to act. We have to place ourselves in the life of another. Simply, we have to imagine what good thing we do would bring them a blessing. And so some of the questions we might ask ourselves might be, what does my spouse need? What does my child need for me? How could I make my father's and mother's life easier? How could I be present for a friend who lost a child, a spouse, or a parent? How can I help feed somebody who is hungry? How can I help somebody who needs shelter? When we ask those questions, the way opens up for us to act, and acting is good and necessary. But acting will not happen unless we make the space for the action in our life. In each of our lives, there are probably a handful of dramatic events that we will always remember. But most of our lives are ordinary days of living. It is in those ordinary days that we must follow Mary's example, asking, what do the people in my life need from me? And then acting on the answer we receive. Might sound simple for us, but if we put into action, the result will be more than we ever imagined. Because when we ask what others need and then act on the answer, we, like the pregnant Mary, not only bring ourselves to others, but we also carry Christ who is within us to everyone we serve. So when God asks you, are you willing? Our heart should leap with joy and say yes. Of course, saying yes is not just a one-time event. Walking with God is an ongoing journey just like Mary's was. Every day he presents new opportunities to us to participate in his plan. So casting fear and logic aside, choose to trust his heart and accept his invitations. Day by day, choose yes over and over again like Mary did.
we all do have the desire to get to heaven. And to attain that goal, we need a good role model. Today, we are offered that great role model in Mary to help us attain that goal. Like Mary, we just need to simply say yes when God calls. So on this very special feast of the Blessed Mother's Assumption into Heaven, let us reach out to her by saying her prayer together, the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.